Hey guys, Dr. Jake Hansen here from the Chiropractor's Edge, and I have a powerful, powerful podcast in store for you today. When King Leonidas was protecting his country, he chose the top 300 to protect his country. He didn't choose the weaklings. He chose the best of the best of the best. He chose his warriors. And I have a warrior in chiropractic and in business. He is the author of best-selling books, two incredible books that I've read that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. This man is an advocate for dads. He is the founder of daddiest.com. And I bring to you the one, the only, Dr. Scott Vatcher. From the land down under, welcome to the Chiropractor's Edge. From the land down under, you got to love the song. You're all over the world, it seems like. I mean, I know your reach is all over the world, but uh, yeah, welcome from Australia. Thank you very much. Um, Good morning, good evening, good night, depending on uh, when you're listening to this. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You're an incredible chiropractor and you come from a place of abundance. You know, and obviously looking at, at your work, looking at daddies, which is just absolutely incredible, you know, being such, such an advocate for dads and, and, you know, from all aspects of life, dads who are thriving that want to take their lives to the next level, you know, as husbands, as fathers, as individuals, as business owners. And you take this in such a, in such a way that I've never really seen before in life where it's not coming from a place of scarcity, not coming from a place of weakness it's coming from a place of authentic, humble power. How did that come to be? You know, and, and then how do we mix that, you know, here as, as chiropractors? Well, that's, that's an interesting question because I never really looked at myself that way. It's, it's, it's a funny one, hey, because um, the way that you asked that question made me think that um, when, whenever my wife um, uh, gives me a compliment, I always sort of brush it off. And she's like, just accept it. Just accept. So um, when, you, when you say something like that, it, it, I, I tend to want to make something funny and, and sort of brush it off. So I'm not good at accepting compliments. So uh, thanks for that. Um, and, and the true answer is, is, is really just doing what I do. That, that's really it. I, I don't know uh, where to go with that as far as just really that's, that's, that's who I am. You know, if you get to know me or if anyone's uh, listening here who actually does know me, I just tell it like it is. I, I love that. There's a quote that is etched in stone at A&M University in Texas. It says, we are what we think, therefore think excellence. We begin with our thoughts first, you know, and when it comes to, when it comes to those thoughts and obviously going through a really tough time, we see a lot of docs who have struggled during COVID and several docs who have, have only thrived and have only grown and scaled and it, and it becomes with those thoughts. So when it comes to that abundant mindset, you know, when it comes to that and every doc says, it's very interesting. I hear docs that are struggling. And the first thing they say for me is, you know, I need new patients. I need this. And I'm just struggling. I'm like, listen, you have everything. You have everything you could ever want. You need to go back to your mindset because this is what the greatest leaders of all time always go back to is what's going on here. What's going on here? What are some What are some words of wisdom that have helped you create the wealth that you've created within chiropractic, and then your reach to the world through that abundance mindset? Yeah, my my sort of latest project is is around authority and helping 
chiropractors to achieve a greater level of authority. And it really does. I, I'm just getting ready to do a, a talk down here in, in Australia coming up in, in about a month. And, and they're on me to go, okay, what's the topic of your talk? What are you going to talk about? And I'm like, it's, it's got to come back to mindset and authority because it, they really are hand in hand. And there's lots of hacks or ideas that you can do to try and increase that authority. But if it isn't here first, it's, it's never going to happen. So it really truly is about walking the walk and talking the talk. Yeah. You know, what we do some of the time, we do all the time. We are an accumulation of all the small things that we do. And that's the difference that I see with our brothers and sisters in chiropractic is those that were already, that, that were thinking first, you know, they think, be, you know, say, do. When they had that in their mindset first of who they are, they didn't change. You know, when they were abundantly wealthy, they didn't get lazy, they didn't sleep in, they kept pushing. You know, they, they, they didn't stop doing the things that matter most. They didn't stop with their prayer, their meditation, their learning, their giving. It only continued. And, you know, we among so many were blessed to the point where, where we want to scale massively. And that's where so many, obviously, in the chiropractor's edge, where many are. And we also have others that are struggling and others that are just beginning. And it always starts with that with that absolute thought. As you and I were talking, you know, pregame show and, and uh, reading your bio and whatnot, you know, you have some pretty influential people in your life. And uh, a lot of us, you know, who we surround ourselves with proximity is one of the greatest foundations for success. I found being able to get close to the people who are super successful. Who are some of the the people that have truly inspired you with this mindset uh, to uh, not only just, you know, you know, get through all this crisis, but to thrive through it? Yeah, I mean, me being down here in Australia and, you know, we all probably have our own stories about um what we've been through in the last few years. And I guess I've been one of those fortunate ones that you'd mentioned earlier who really thrived through through this whole COVID thing. And and my practice, uh, I don't know how what percentage-wise, but it, it was significantly higher. And it really was about, uh, probably comes back to, you know, weeding out some of the, the negative aspects of the negative thoughts to things and really focusing on people. Because when things first hit, if we just talk about COVID as an example, when things first hit, there, there was a, a bit of a, a a drag on the practice, particularly with new clients. People were scared. People weren't going outside. And so, you know, I was trying to teach my regular people that, hey, th- this is what you still should be doing. It's still about health. It's still about vitality. And this is a great way to achieve that and to maintain it. Um, but as, as that was happening and there were a few less people, I, I really got back to the basics and being that little bit less busy, I, I kind of, I really enjoyed spending just a little bit extra time with people. Um, and through that, just really reignited some passion within the practice. And that's where it came from, the mindset, the passion, and that alone had such a dramatic difference. But I believe it's probably because it was already there, right? And so for some of the docs that are struggling out there, definitely reach out to docs that are successful because the ones that are they likely reached out to other chiropractors who were successful and got some help you know i was just listening to a podcast the other day and they they brought up a great point it's like if you're looking for somebody to um get a little bit of mentorship from really great way to do it is to have a very specific question that you ask them and go listen uh hey you know can i um can i you know 
tickle your brain about something? Can I have a little uh, little thought process? Here's a question that I'm looking to get answered. And so from that, you can move that needle forward, but it, it you're not asking that mentor to fix your life, right? Yes. Because that's a big one. It's not going to happen, right? That's no one's coming to save you. You got to do it yourself, but small incremental steps one at a time, very slowly and methodically will make a massive difference. I think it was Tony Robbins that said, you under, was it? You overestimate what you can do in a year and greatly underestimate what you can do in 10. Yes. I love being able to communicate and talk with, uh, you know, wonderful people like yourself who go back to the same principles It's the fundamentals, right? Just like in any sport, you go back to the fundamentals and people get sick of hearing that. It's like, no, no, no. Tell me the trick play doc. What's the trick play? What's that? Well, there are trick plays, you know, there, there are little things you can say. There's little nuances that can, you know, little skill sets, you know, there's drivers in your practice. There's, you know, people say, what do you physically do to, you know, bring in patients? You know, like I'm one of the docs where I still, I still do some spinal screenings a couple of times a year. They're not, Mm. you know, uh, the part of my practice, but I do them incredibly, incredibly well. And others like, Oh really? Like, Oh, it's man. I did that. and It didn't work. It's like, well, what are we teaching chiropractic? What did Gonsa teach? Well, don't, don't say it's chiropractic that felt. Maybe it's the application of it, right? And so getting yourself close to mentors, the most successful people that I know have mentors and have coaches, most successful, the people who scale and go from millions to decamillions to centimillions to close to billions all have mentors, every one of them. The people that, I wanna, that I'm getting close to are the people who are successful with their minds, with their hearts, and in their families. I measure success by, you know, hey, How's your marriage? How's, you know, how are you feeling? How's, how's your life? You know, how are your kids? Are you able to have the success and still get that, you know, and, and still do what matters most to you and still achieve those things? And those are one of the principles that you stand by that I, that I absolutely love. Why do you think it's, why do you think it is that in times of crisis and you hit it, why is it in times of crisis, people start then panicking and looking for new things as opposed to going to what they've already built? You know, you, you, you have to, you know, before an accident, one of the biggest indicators for health is how healthy were you before the accident or an injury? How healthy were you before? Um, why is it when crisis has happened, these docs, they try to look for new things as opposed to going back to the basics that have gotten them to that point of success in the first place? This episode of The Chiropractor's Edge is brought to you by Mango Voice. Mango Voice is an enterprise-grade VoIP system based in the cloud. Whether you're at the office or on the go, Mango gives you the tools you need to engage customers like never before. This is a product that my team can't live without, and neither should yours. That's a great question. Uh, we've probably all done it to some degree. I'm trying to think back to a time that, that I would have done something like that. I think it really does come back to um, when you are in that crisis state, so you're just not thinking straight. You So think about crisis, think about overwhelm, right? And I think, I think most of us can put ourselves into overwhelm very quickly if we just start thinking too much. If we start going okay, I've got to do this and then this and this, and then that's going to get this, but what if this goes wrong, et cetera. Mm. I always go back to, and I might've even been uh, Sean Dill who who said this or or something along these lines. um, When in overwhelm, just take the next logical step. 
Mm-hmm. Just break it down, slow it down, and take one logical step forward. And when that one's done, what's the next logical step? Step by step. And I think that's a real, it, it has been for me anyway, a real, real key to um, going from overwhelm to moving forward, right? I, I'm doing a whole new venture right now, and I, I get an overwhelm probably every day. And and I say, like, okay, what's the next step? You know, you were saying earlier again in the pre-shows, you know, 18 different companies and trying to figure out this and that. And it's like, oh my God, there's too many things. It's like, okay, well, what's the next step? And you're right. You know, it's being being able to counsel with people who are already there. Um, you know, the fastest way to get to any destination, talk to someone who's already there. Hey, yeah. you know, I've been where you are and I'm here now. Here's where you want to be. I'm where you want to be, you know, and ask. And they always go back to those fundamentals. Okay, what's the next most logical step today? Did you skip your workout? Nope. Because I know you work out for an hour and a half every day. You meditate. You do your podcast. You do your power hour. And then you're hungry for everything else. You do those basics. Like, okay, I'm founded. I'm okay. You know, yeah. we're, we're doing just fine. Like, take a look around you. But communicate with those mentors. So, I'd like to jump into one of your latest and, and most successful. So you are a best-selling author of Move It or Lose It. And I, I would love to be able to talk about that. So we have a lot of docs in our group who are wanting to write a book and they're wanting to get their vision out there. And you've been there very successfully already. You know, how did that book come to be? And how are you using that to leverage you and chiropractic? Yeah, I mean, the I'm sure... <laughs> I would, I'd throw it out there. Nine out of 10 people listening to this have at least thought about being an author. And there's a big difference between thinking about it and becoming like it. it, There's a lot of steps in between. Again, you can go quickly into overwhelm around it. That's probably why most people, nine out of 10 are not authors. Right. And so it, it, it was a process. It took a long time. I worked it out to be roughly about a thousand hours. To, that wow. I put in to, to writing that book. And this was a book, it's called Move It or Lose It. Some people get it confused with something like Move It to Lose It. And they think, is it a weight loss book? It's like, <laughs> no, <it's> a- <laughs> move it or lose it. Because it's, it's a term that I've always used in the practice. I've always been a big advocate of movement. As you mentioned, I, I do train very regularly. Uh, I love it. I, I don't know what I do without it. Um, and I talk about chiropractic being the miniature moves that you can't do yourself and then get your body out there and do all the big stuff. So I wrote this book with that in mind where the word chiropractor is in there, I believe, once in the whole book. But the principles of chiropractic are throughout the whole book. And so probably the the greatest accolade that I got from numerous people, actually, a a lot of my clients who read it, who English is their second language. And they said, this, this book was amazing because I was able to understand it. And I was like, wow, how great. Like that was the best, the best accolade I've gotten. Yeah. So uh, I think I did a good job of, of getting it and breaking it down. Like we talk about, um, you know, innate intelligence and all, all, all of that in there without using the lexicon, without boring people, um, with too many big words. So I, I keep it very simple, but there's a lot of amazing things in there. So I'm really proud of that work. Um, and then around that, what I did is I designed a movement program, right? So I kind of call it like your physio in a pocket, right? Uh-huh. So 
because I'm a big advocate of all of like, I go to a physio, I go to a chiro, I go to a massage, I go to acupuncture. It's all great. It's none of it's chiropractic except for chiropractic, obviously, but all these other things are really good for you. So I wanted to get away where I could very easily inside the practice, utilize the book to teach the principles and to people outside the practice. But then on top of that, have a, have a motivation and an inspiration to move your body in the right way. All right. So I created a, a 30 day online course that goes with the book. And so it's, it's just a great program that I've put together and it's so easy to get out into the community with this program, right? Hey, I'm a best-selling author and I've got this program. Um, oh, great. That sounds amazing. Okay. What do we do to get you in? You know? So it really is a big uh, door opener. To utilize. You know, for, for those watching and listening, so we do have, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's been on our website for a little while now, but if you go to the chiropractorsedge.com, we do have a link there. I think the day before everything went big for you, I think I, I, think I bought your book um, right. and had it oh. read that night, I think, and awesome. it was fantastic. And one of the things I love about you, Scott, is, you know, you, you are able to, a lot of docs, you know, obviously have their success within chiropractic, but to delineate what is chiropractic and what is not chiropractic is very important. You know, obviously when it comes to guarding that sacred trust that we have, but there is no problem. And again, we have like 16 LLCs right now. We have other businesses and that, and some are exactly hundred percent chiropractic and others are drivers that help me to do things that, that I'm passionate about. Like one of our companies is a knife making, a custom knife making experience company. That has nothing to do with awesome. chiropractic, but it's nah. something I'm passionate about. But because of chiropractic, I'm able to do other things. I have options. And that's one of the greatest things you have is you teach others how to have options. If, if there was a need for you to get here, you could say, doc, you know what? It's going to take me about 15 hours, but I can get on a private plane and I can be there. You have options. And that's what so many people want. You may not want to do a private plane, but to have the option to do so Mm. What a great blessing that is to have options. What are some of the things that you have found for the doctor that is that has a, that million dollar practice and has other businesses? What are some of the next most logical steps that you have found in your career to to bring your life to the next level so you can have options to write a book, options to create another business, option to to pursue some of the other things that bring you joy and that light you up? Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, from my own experience, and that's all I can talk about is um, it depends on what you want to do, first of all, right? Like to look at what else you might want to do outside of the practice. If you got a great practice and you're working 60, 80 hours a week, I would think that that's not necessarily a great practice because there's no balance in there, right? That if there's a person like that, I would, first thing I would say is, how is your family life? How is your health and what is success for you? Right. So you got to, it comes back again to those basics to see where you're at. Now, if you do want to maintain that level of say numbers inside the practice, if it was a, a money or a, a patient scenario, of course, the, the logical scenario would be to get associates in. Like at one point I had just the three of us was the most I've ever had as far as associates. Uh, and that was, that was, yeah, it was almost a million dollar practice, but I've never really looked at it in that way because um, I was making more money than I ever expected to make. And it was fantastic. And, and it, I had a lot of choices. And right now I practice two days a week and I still am doing extremely well and still have all the choices that I want. 
um, you know, from a financial side of things, I'm just about to buy two more houses. It's it, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on that are, have worked really well for me. And I only work the two days a week. So think, it's great. So I would go back to more of that. What is it that you want out of success? What does success mean to you? And what, what is it you want out of your life? Because yes. that, that allowed me to, yeah, go and write a book and create a whole new business around this book. And so it's, it's been a heap of fun. And I couldn't have done that if I was in overwhelm or if I was working 60 or 80 hours a week, because I can tell you that's where burnout happens. And you can be making a million dollars and be absolutely depressed, absolutely just not having fun in life. And what is the point? Yes. Yeah. I'd like to pick that apart for a second. So, you know, and, and so you hit it back on the what, which is so important. What do you want? We have a lot of docs who are like, doc, man, I'm at that million dollar practice. I'm at, I'm at 5 million. I'm at, or I'm, I'm at where I want to be, but they pursue another trajectory because they've heard other people do that. Well, I heard you, you go into public speaking now. That's what you do, right? Well, <laughs> do you want that? You know, that's oh, exactly. I hear you go into coaching. Is 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 that's that's the next step, right? Well, is that what you want? Right? Do what you want. We we have chiropractors who say, you know, I want to stroke out at 94 on my table on a patient. Like that's how I want to go out, right? Other docs <laughs> like, no, like and I have other docs who are principled to say, you know what, I want to retire at 40. Absolutely. And I thought I was going to what I, I can tell you, I remember the conversations in chiropractic school is that I was gonna be that guy. I'm I'm practicing until I'm hundred. I, you know, it was, that was the way it is. And now I'm 47 and, um, I could see myself potentially retiring in the next year or so from active practice. Right. I, I think I will always have some connection to chiropractic, um, with helping the profession because it's, I think it's, it is the best profession in the world. And we have this, this amazing secret that still most people don't know about us. think it's crazy that how many people still don't know about it. But um, yeah, so I would, yeah, I could see myself out of practice in the next year. So wow. who knows what, which trajectory things are going to take in life for any of, for anybody who's listening. You know, but, but again, knowing what you want, you know, you'll, you'll go exactly where you want to go. It's the, it's the whole story of Alice in Wonderland, right? She comes to that fork in the road and the Cheshire cat appears. She says, well, which road should I take? And he goes, well, where do you want to go? She goes, well, I don't know. And he goes, well, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. So know, know what you want. Know what you want. Because why? what I find is we, we constantly get questions, constantly. Hey, doc, should I do this? Should I, should I buy this new machine? Should I, should I hire a CEA? Should I? I'm like, well, what do you want? Where mm. are you at? Where are you going? Oh, I don't know. Well, then it doesn't freaking matter. That's right. Yeah. You have and, to and, know. And I think people can get scared and get into that overwhelmed state that we talked about there you go. when they, when they think you want me to know what I'm going to be, where I'm going to be 20 years from now. Like, no, no, that's a long time away. You might have a, time. a vision, but really break it down into very much smaller. Where do you want to be a year from now? Then work on that. And who, six months from now, that could be, you could be there already. Or it might take longer, but at least there's there's a vision, a smaller vision, or a, or a, a yardstick to measure yourself against. But yeah, don't get into too much overwhelm because who the hell knows where any of us are going to be twenty years from now? Right, and 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 you brought. It, I mean, that's that's a great point. Is 
you know, the bigger the vision, the bigger the life. You know, one of my mentors, Liam Schubel, says that, you know, the bigger your vision. And uh, I, have, I have colleagues who have a 100-year lifetime of goals planned out. And I have a lot of docs. And it, it's, you, you see these greats, but they didn't get there overnight. They, they, it took them decades to get that vision and that mindset. I always say start with the next, like you said, what, what's the next most logical step? Absolutely. You know, in the, in the great, hilarious movie, What About Bob? Right. (laughs) You know, they talk about baby steps, you know, those silly little literal baby steps. Like, don't think about getting to your practice today. What do I need to get out of this room? You know, what's the next most logical step? And that's why with us, you know, we we do our five daily habits every single day where the night. So my my day today started last night at nine o'clock. I reviewed my day becoming a student of my calendar, reading everything. I was like, hey, I got Scott, Scott, and you are my you are the fourth agenda item on my list this morning my you know my morning started at four you know in, yeah. in the u.s it's you know and guys by the way it's it's getting close to midnight on his time and he is up and right he is up and, and firing all cylinders but it's knowing what i wanted to do and being aware of that how many of you guys get to the point of your day where like oh crap i forgot to do this i have this mm. agenda item that was so important yet you missed it why do people miss out on the things that matter most in their life that, that you found why do we miss opportunities why do we miss meetings why do we say oh i had two things that i had to get done today and we did 200 why do we miss out on doing the two that mattered most why, do, why does that happen that, that you've seen i think it's that mixture of scared of success scared of failure so if i don't try i can oh. not blame it on that right so what if i do this and i still fail Wow. That that's where I think a lot of people go when there's you know there's 100 things on your list but these top 2 are the ones you need to do but you get the other 98 done. It's like, "Oh, well, I succeeded today because I got 98 out of 100 things done when really all you needed to get really get done was those two." Wow. Scared it's almost like you know uh we we we've lived in various times in our in our life where we were just a a few minutes away from our practice. Now we're about 18 minutes away. But I see people who do treadmill living where they'll walk 18 miles on a treadmill. And it depends on your why and your what, right? If your goal is I want to exercise today, hey, great. But if your goal is I wanted to go far today, you didn't move. You did a mm-hmm. whole lot. I call it whoa busy. Whoa, right. we were busy. <laughs> you could do a dang stinking thing today. And you did, it's an 80-20 rule. You did so many things today that your team should have done or could have done or other people could have done that lights them up. It doesn't mm-hmm. light you up, yet you did it. And as opposed yep. to doing the 20% of the things that made you money and that fulfilled you. Now, there are going to be times where we have to plunge toilets and we have to do the hard things. You have to do the hard to get the great, right? Perspiration is one of the sweetest things. You know, sweat sanctifies that I've found. You know, there, there's joy in sweating. There's joy in doing those things, but you get to the point where you do those things that bring you joy. You know, to the docs that want to write that book, and you've written a few very, again, best-selling books. Do, do you have any aspirations to to write any more? I do, I do. Yes, um, one is just about finished. Actually, um, I've co-authored a book with my buddy Evan. He's a he's a fellow chiropractor. He hasn't practiced for a little while. Interestingly, um, as we were talking about that, uh, it's for dads. So it, it, for my daddiest group, um, we are just about finished a monster of a book. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Can't wait to get it out there. And then the next one that is in my head is uh, I'm thinking of calling it 
something like the fourth decade. And it's a book for men who uh, are looking because basically think about it like this. The fourth decade is probably the most important decade of a man's life. We're, we're past the point of being a boy. We're truly, well, most of us anyway, by the time we reach that age, <laughs> we're men. Um, the kids are a little bit older. So we're, we're doing what I call crawling out of the cave. We're able to like get back some of the things that we had to give up as dads. We, you know, we talk about, you talk about plunging the toilets and things you have to do. Man, as a dad, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you might not want to do, but you end up doing, right? You know, because it's what you do as a dad. But um, yeah, you start to crawl out of that cave and, and it really is that question of what do I really want to do with my life? Because kids are that little bit older. You actually do have a little bit of money behind you, you know, some more than others, but you can truly ask that question properly and, and explore it and set yourself up for the rest of your life. Not only from a financial point of view, but from a purpose point of view, from a health point of view. I think if you let your health slide too much in your 40s, it becomes so much more difficult to get it back in your right. 50s. Yeah. So anyways, um, super That's excited amazing. about that as well. So yeah. if you were to give the first most logical step to getting a book down, you know, from, from, um, from having done this, you know, your, your first most logical step to what would you do different to help you get there quicker? What would you give a counsel on for Because again, we have so many here that I, I'm, I'm writing my book right now as, as, as we speak, you know, I, mm. uh, I'm in the process of doing my own. What's the first most logical step? And then what are some of the things to help us get there more efficiently and more effectively and, and to physically get it done? What, what would you counsel? Well, you mentioned about the calendar. What was it? Being a student of your calendar earlier. And yes. it's really about penciling in that time, each and every, whatever it is, day, second day, week, and really getting focused on getting the job done, but realizing it is a long journey, right? Don't think that you're going to write a book in a, in a day or a week, or at least a decent something, right? It's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot, a lot of editing. It takes a lot of editing. <laughs> when you think it, you, you wrote that last word, and you're like, I'm done. You're like, no, you're only about a quarter of the way done by the time you finish <laughs> writing. <laughs> and then if you want to utilize it with, like I've done online programs and stuff that are associated with the book, triple your time. So it is a dedicated process. It's not for everybody. Um, that's, that's why I truly believe most people are not authors. A lot of people have started to write a book and then just didn't finish, right? Yeah. The biggest question behind the writing of a book to me is, well, sort of twofold is why do I want to write this book, right? Do you have a, a burning desire, an idea that you think the time has come and there's, there's not material out there that's going to fulfill it in the way that you think you can get a book out there. So you have that burning desire to have something new and unique in the world that's yours. Or are you writing a book to help, for example, grow your business, right? To utilize it as becoming more of an authority figure, right? And if that's the case, then maybe you don't have a book in you. Maybe you need more of a ghostwriting scenario. Mm. Right. Where you have some idea, um, you really like the idea of having a book, et cetera. And actually, that's 
that's what I do, right? So if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I, I do have this burning desire, hit me up, send me an email or or whatever, you know, if we're gonna give my contact info, or whatever, ask me a question if you have anything, and I'll, I'll gladly try and point you in the right direction. But if you're looking to do a book for more of a business strategy, then definitely hit me up because that's actually that new business that I'm doing right now, and I have some really cool ideas around that. So I can essentially have you an author a book in your hands in eight weeks. That's amazing. Yeah. And again, it's it, it's your purpose. You yeah. Know, we we have a lot of docs who make a fortune on their books, a lot of entrepreneurs, and we have some that literally give it away because it's a way to help build their authority on what that's they right. want. So you got to be very clear on your why. We have a lot of docs say no, this is only purely for legacy. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what you want. That's awesome. I'm going to yeah. make a million dollars in my book. Wow. That's right. awesome. That's what you want. You know, yeah. so so clearly defining your why. And what what I have found in life is a lot of us the reason why we don't succeed is like you said it's that it's that it's that mindset, that scarcity mindset I'm going to fail. So I'm going to do other things I'm really good at. Um, you know, as I'm going through my own process right now, you know, my wife tells me, okay, take the dog for a walk and record your thoughts as you go on. So I have a story, a principle in my life. So we share the principle, we share the mindset, we share the vision, we share the, the big thought, and I share a life story and principles behind it. And I just get it out there. And then she, you know, she'll listen to it and, and we're, we're getting a, a great team around it, but it's just, like you said, penciling it in. Yeah. And starting in 20 minute intervals, if you start something, what science has proven is if you start something for at least five minutes, and if your goal was, okay, and don't start off with, I'm going to spend a day doing it. So many docs doc. Okay. I'm going to spend, I'm going to dedicate a day to this. I'm like, okay, that's great. Why don't you start with like five minutes? Like, cause most people will fail at a day. Well, yes. why don't you shoot? I mean, you could shoot for a day and fail at an hour, you know, or or succeed, you know. So it's all, it's all about mindset, right? It's the same same thing with goals. And you you start with those simple things to the point where then it starts you start getting it out there. But having the right team around you, you can only grow so fast linearly, as fast as your legs can go. But when you're talking about is leverage, yes. you're talking about hey Jake, I, I actually have a private jet. And you're trying to run over here. Um, would it be helpful if I sent you my jet? Uh, yeah, I could get there a whole heck of a lot faster, right? Instead of instead of a, a year and a half of walking, it, I could get there in 15 hours, right? You're talking about yes. leverage. Use leverage. Use the people around you who have already done it, who already are massively successful at it, and you'll get there quicker. Scott. Thank you so much for being on the Chiropractor's Edge today, uh, for sharing your passion for life, your passion and your mindset and your skill set to get us faster where we want to be. Thank you for, for being an advocate for fathers, for husbands, for men. Thank you for, for teaching us uh, the principles of chiropractic in your daily life. And one of his latest books, Move It or Lose It, it's on the chiropractorsedge.com. Dr. Scott, we are so happy to have you on. I'm, I'm so looking forward to uh, your next book. I'll be one of the first ones who get it again because you are at a destination that uh, at one aspect of my life I want to be at. So I'm going to ask you for directions. And uh, we're grateful for you. Thank you for your vision. Thank you for your mindset. Thank you for your heart. We're grateful for you. The world is a better place and I am better because of you. Thank you so much. Thank you.